prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. My name is Xander and today with me is... Chops, that's me. Hey buddy, how you doing? Myself in the third person. In the third person. In the third person. In the third dimension? Another dimension? Or just one dimension? Uh, I'm going to go with one dimension. I'm also going to go with one dimension, but in three dimensions. Yes, one over top of a third. Right, because we are talking today about Paper Mario. Yes, Paper Mario. Which is a flat one-dimensional character in a 3D world. Honestly, before we even get into the game, it's it holds up to this day. It's been a minute since I've played, but I have no doubts on that. Um, so Paper Mario was released for the Nintendo 64 Feb- on February 5th in 2001. And this is the first entry into the Paper Mario series, which is essentially a turn-based RPG adventure game. Mm-hmm. I kind of would, would say it as. Oh, for sure. Um, I would also say that this game probably is not possible without Super Mario RPG. Right. I mean, this game was originally going to be Super Mario RPG 2. Yeah. And then they uh, kind of decided, oh, we're going with this kind of paper aesthetic. Why don't we just go with this? And of course, in Japan, it's called Mario Story, which kind of mm-hmm. ties it to Yoshi's Story. There's all kinds of weird naming which, conventions. but Which it doesn't need, it doesn't need to be tied to anything else. Right. I think around 2000, like you're starting to see more video game companies stray away from having to ha- to tie everything in and like feel comfortable with building standalone off genre games. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this game, so you're playing as Mario and uh, like I said, it's a turn-based RPG in its fighting system. Um, but then you're like solving puzzles on the overworld and like almost platforming, but adventuring as well. So it's, it's a really unique at this time, unique different mario game than we're used to besides super mario rpg which i think felt more like a square game a little bit yeah um whereas this is is like a i don't want to say kiddier version of a square game but it's it's a little bit more approachable right yeah it's it's uh i mean it kind of follows the nintendo uh formula of the 2000s of let's make things a little simpler let's keep it you know keep it simple keep it fun and uh, not worry about being too complex. Right. So this game centers specifically on Mario as he's trying to reclaim the seven star, uh, star spirits, which have been sealed into playing cards by Bowser and his assistant, Cami Koopa. Now, this isn't the first time we get Cami, right? Cami's in RPG, right? Uh, Kamek is in... Uh, Kamek uh, is. Oh, okay, yes. that's what I'm thinking of. Is Cami Kamek's brother? Are you looking it up right now? Uh... I I guess I can. I don't. It's it's so again. It's been probably since two thousand one since I played this one last. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I honestly don't recall. Um, well, while you're looking that up, basically, Cammy and Bowser are ruining the Mushroom Kingdom for Mario, as per Bowser's mo. And uh, Mario has to get the Star Rod to reverse the effects of of Bowser becoming invincible and he has to also also rescue Peach 
which is another staple in the series, from Bowser as well. So you're gonna it's a it's a big adventure of meeting new characters, interacting with characters very differently, but also the the main theme of you just gotta stop Bowser. Yep, which uh, is pretty familiar. Uh, stopping Bowser, collecting seven stars. That's uh, pretty uh, pretty reminiscent of Mario RPG. Oh, with yeah. the exception that you aren't stopping Bowser, except at the very beginning. Right. Um, and one of the reasons why we wanted to bring up this game right now is because of the new Mar- Paper Mario game that's coming out in just a few weeks or a week, right? Yeah. And that's uh, the origami Yeah, I don't remember King. the Yeah, the Origami King. I don't know what it's uh um release what its date. official release date is, but yeah, I, I know it's, it's some it's sometime in July and it's much too soon with all the other things that are coming out in July that I need to spend money on. So, I'm going right. to be a little delayed in playing this one. I'm excited to get my hands on it. It's the week before my birthday and I took that week off, so I plan on getting that game and just sitting my butt in a in a gross smelly chair. Nice. Um, not showering for days on end and playing Paper Mario. Maybe I'll stream it so you can guys can see my stink lines. So pretty much just your your normal life, but this except you're playing Paper Mario. Yeah, no work. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Cami Koopa uh, is definitely not Kamek's brother because Cami is a lady. Yeah, it's, I said sister. I think. Or oh, I th- yeah. I thought you said brother. Maybe you meant to say Sorry, it the other way around. Cammy's maybe brother maybe, to yeah. Cami. Uh, I don't. I would. I would be surprised if they were brother and sister because uh, Cammy looks fairly old. It might just be the white hair that makes me think that. It could but, uh, be a, a step relationship. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, uh, but it doesn't really say um, what their relation is. Okay. So, but uh, she is a Magikoopa, like Cam, uh, like Kamek is. So. Gotcha. There I you always go. thought it was Kamek. Uh, I've always pronounced it Kamek. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's an official translation that everybody's yelling at their phones and/or computers at the moment. But that's what we're okay. saying. Two different so, things. So let's go down the list here. So in the game, again, how we, reason why we're saying that it's very different in the Mario or um, Nintendo-esque role-playing game is that you actually get to interact with stapled enemies like Goombas, Koopas, uh, bombs, uh, or a uh, bombs um in like as if they're like people mm-hmm. which sounds terrible to me to say like as if they're people because they've because they've just been objects to you for so long i mean listen <laughs> a bomb is a bomb okay um, unless it's a bob unless it's a bob um and mario gets to interact with all these different people and you get to recruit party members similar to mario rpg mm-hmm. um but i mean they're not really used the same way as previous ga- games no so like in mario rpg you had uh you always had to have mario and then you had two other partner characters in this game depending on the chapter uh you have uh you get a new character for every chapter and they're kind of interchangeable we can only have two uh two characters mario and one other at a time and each one of them has a particular skill uh, that allows them to be useful on the overworld map as well as in battle. Yeah, like your your basic system of battle is Mario being able to jump or uh, run and use uh, an item, right? I believe it's his hammer, isn't it? Hammer. Um, and then you get like special moves later on, which involves interacting with your partner character that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that's like the gist of the system. It's like timed hitting, um, ashing, using items to power yourself up. Um, It's, it's a really bare bones fighting system, but, but it's accompanied with like a really in-depth story and lots of characters, lots of unique environments. So I think it, it kind of makes up for it. I mean, it, right now it might seem a little boring as a battle system, but it, it's got a lot going for it in the game in general. Yeah, on, on paper it's it's not much, but in, uh, in practice it's a lot. I didn't even mean for that pun. That's great. On paper <laughs> it's not much, but on paper Mario it's wonderful. Uh, yeah, but the, 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 the wonderful thing about all, pretty much any Mario RPG game I, sorry, I just said RPG game, and I hate that. Any Mario role-playing game is just the the fun that they have with the world and the characters and everything. Uh, it's always very lighthearted. It's very jokey, like the Mario and Luigi series, Paper Mario, and, of course, Mario RPG. Uh, just always have so much fun with the characters, and it's never taken too seriously, and everybody's like, oh, my God, Mario can jump so high, or, you know, it's, it's a, it's a kind of tongue-in-cheek with Mario, like, just okay you get the, you understand this world you understand what's going on we're gonna make jokes about it yep and the, so the translation is wonderful oh yeah I, I i'm very impressed with the translation in this game because a lot of times with these high dialogue nintendo games they the translation can get lost in some places very mm-hmm. obviously yeah this the the style of, of bringing over a a fun game from from japanese people or from japanese players to to an American audience is, is kind of a, a tough road. So you really have to appreciate what the, the translators are able to do and making it something localized, something that the, the, the American players will be able to get so that the game is as good in America as it is uh, in Japan. Yeah. So, so you meet along the way, eight characters mm-hmm, for eight different chapters in the game. And uh, I'm going to go down the list of the characters. And if you want to add anything to them, feel free to chime in. Go for it. Goombario kind of like a mix between Goomba and Mario. Yeah, he's got a little blue hat. He's he's a cute Goomba. Mm-hmm. Cooper. Cooper, Koopa. Uh, I'm he, sensing a theme with the names here. I feel like he's like the um the Fred of the group like from Scooby-Doo. You're just saying that cuz he's got an ascot. Yes, that's 100% why. <laughs> uh Bombat. Mhm. Paracarry. Mhm. That's Lady- a, a paratrooper. Yes, uh, he, I love his his like. Oh, he's a mailman too, but I love yeah. his like his hat. I don't know what those are called, pilot hats. Yeah, with the 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 aviator cap with the goggles. Yeah, uh, Lady Bow. Mm-hmm. Watt, which I wasn't a huge fan of. So here's the interesting thing: is is Watt is a baby, right? A, a baby Sparky. Yeah. And I didn't know this until I was I was kind of doing a little bit of research, but I always thought the blue thing was its nose. Turns out it's a pacifier. Oh, really? I knew that was a pacifier. Yeah, for the past 19 years, I just thought, oh, that's a nose. That's kind of weird. Oh, all right then. Well, but yeah, I never I never put two and two together. That it was a baby, and then that was a pacifier. Yep. Yeah, you learned something new. Yep, sure did. Um, do you pronounce this sushi or sushi? Sushi. Okay. It's a, it's a it's a it's an obvious pun of of sushi, the food, and the name Susie. Yes, uh, who's a who's a mother cheap cheap, which I think she's got such a grin on her face. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lackaluster, mm-hmm. who doesn't like his name. He doesn't. I wouldn't like his name either. 
I mean, he's also got a girlfriend named Lakalulu, <laughs> which is awful as well. But, like, yeah, like you said before, each of these have unique interactions in the environment and in the battle system. And I would say, obviously, Lacko Lester is the favorite because you get to ride him and move around twice as fast. Yeah. Um, but there's just something that I really enjoy about Paracarry when he's, like, holding Mario and, and like, trying to fly. Mm-hmm. Just, like, that animation to me is just – it's very satisfying. I mean, I'm always fond of the, of the Nameless Soldier, so Cooper – is is probably my favorite. I always like the the Koopa Troopa characters. Even in a uh, thousand year door coops, the the uh Koopa Troopa you get to join you then. Uh which coincidentally, did you notice I don't know if you've really looked at the the characters between the two games, but the uh Koopa Troopas always have a bandage on their face. They do? Like Cooper has a has a a cross bandage on his cheek and uh Koops has one right across his beak. I've never noticed. Wait, no, I'm, Cooper doesn't have one on his cheek, does he? Yeah. Maybe when he turns, I'm only seeing one side of yeah, it. Yeah, maybe if you flip that page over, you'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I, I think it's it probably just a, a slight nod to the fact that they get beat up so often. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Like, like they, they do a really good job in this game playing with the humors of the staple that is Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you have your typical things, breaking blocks, jumping on guys, making them disappear, whatever. But, like, the fact that there's, like, a Goomba village and, um, like, Bombat being a pink bomb with mm-hmm. uh, with the flame that looks like a ponytail. Um, like, there's just enough to the game that they – like, it's really ha- – I'm really happy to see them – be so playful with their properties because a lot of times Nintendo is all about locking down and not letting anybody or anything interpret in any other way what they're representing. Mm-hmm. And this is, I feel, I felt like a nice freshing look uh, back at their characters. Yeah. That's always fun when they can kind of expand on the, on the world that they have and, you know, just uh, make these whole little worlds for everything. It's, it's a very endearing quality of the paper Mario series. Yep. So um, there's eight chapters, like we said, in the game. Um, You have chapter one being the Storming Koopa Bros Fortress. Um, Right right before that is is everything that kind of sets up the game. Um, The plea from the stars, you know, making, wanting you to go rescue them and and, and save the kingdom. Um, Storming the Koopa Bros Fortress, I think you get, in that time frame, you get Goombario and do you get Cooper? I believe so. I think you get both within that first one. Yeah, because uh, then you go to the Dry Dry Ruins, and that's where you meet Paracarry. Yep. So, yeah, Chapter 2, The Mystery of the Dry Dry Ruins. Chapter 3 is The Invincible Tubba Blubba. Yep. Um, chapter 4, Trials in the Toy Box. 5 is Hot hot Times on Lava Lava Island, which is that like a is that a play on um, hot, um, Fast Times and Ridgement? high maybe i don't know it might be but i think just the i think that's just kind of a generic enough uh title okay uh six dark days in flower field seven is a star spirit on ice and eight a star powered showdown and each in in between each you get a little uh story set of of peach being captured and talking to twink uh trying to find a way out or, or find a new thing that will help Mario along the way. Yeah. It's, it's really cute to, uh, 
like like everything's super cute in this game first mm-hmm. off but yeah see the music paired with what peach is doing in the castle is just like real sad but it's just like it's that trope of like damsel in distress that they think is innocent and disarming yet peach still go rises over that and tries to do something that is not within that mold that she's cast yeah um but that music is also just super cute during that time Mm. i'm gonna say cute a lot this episode apparently that's fair um do you recall the first time you played this game did you play it right as it came out i did yeah i think i still have my copy um in my collection man i'm jealous Um, of that and I, I, I played it a lot. Uh, like, I, I mean, by a lot, I mean, like, I played it until I beat it, beat it. And then I don't think I've ever touched it since until, like, I want me wanting to play it when the GameCube one came out. And then I was like, no, I'll just play the GameCube one. Um, but I've been sucked into every Paper Mario that's been released, except for the most recent one. Yeah, um, I, I think that I, one was on the Wii U. Yeah, I I played Paper Mario and Thousand Year Door and loved both of them. And then Super Paper Mario I missed out on. It was just I never had the spare cash to throw to to pick it up because there was always something else that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And then Super Paper Mario also came out around the time where my Wii started acting up, where like I bought Resident Evil 4 for Wii because I loved Resident Evil 4. And my Wii was a launch uh, console that had some issues. If you were trying to play on a high-definition TV, it would like the colors were all messed up. So it kind of kept me from playing my Wii for a long time. Um, And so I was playing a lot more Xbox 360. So I never got around to playing that one. And then uh, sticker star came out and I played a little bit of that. It didn't grab me quite as well as the others. Uh, When they kind of broke away from the RPG formula uh, formula, it kind of, they kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah. At that time they they were coming out with um, Mario RPG esque games like, um, Bowser's Inside Story. Yeah, the Mario and Luigi series that had yeah, taken part- off. Partners in Time. And and I think those kind of scratched that itch for me um, regarding the, the RPG element to Mario. But, mm-hmm. but there was just still something appealing to the the aesthetic of this game that, that still drew me in enough to like look into it. I thought you were going to say something appealing about Sticker Star, and I was going to punch you in the face right through the computer. Oh God, no! I'm not. I'm not intentionally making puns like you. Uh, um, but like we said before, when you're getting each character in the chapters, um, they're also like they're they're very much themed around like a personal story to each character as well. So mm-hmm. like they do a really good job of highlighting the relationship that Mario is going to have with these characters and also what's going on in their world that Bowser is screwing up. Um, and I don't remember many, like there's not a lot of games that I felt like, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is in, in role-playing games, you either get it done well or it's awful when you're trying to build that like rapport between the, the protagonist of the game and its parties mem- party members. Yeah there's always one that feels like it's going to get left out and this one succeeds. Even the, even thousand year door, they do a great job of, of making you understand the connection of each of those characters. And I think that's because they, they focus on each one of those characters for an entire chapter. And while you can switch back to a character that you like better in battle or, or whatever, you you still kind of have to go through that journey with them. Yeah. you you have to dedicate the time and the fact that the battle system is limited. Um, you're not, you're not feeling as inclined to use someone who's better, we'll say in battle. Um, 
you, you, you get used to what you have and you use what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I, I really can command, uh, well command. No, I really, um, appreciate the game's ability to do that. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a Mario game. Like I feel like they, they're pretty good at making characters and building connections with them these days. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else about the gameplay that you want to talk about? Uh, not that comes to mind. Are you looking to jump into music? Um, potentially. Because um, I've got a story to share before we get into music. You have a story to share yes. before we get into it. About, well, about the first time I played the game. Oh, well then, yeah, go go for it. So 2001, I'm in high school, and uh, I'm hanging out with some friends who you could, who you could consider uh, the goth types, you know? They're into, like, a lot of really heavy metal music and wearing black, and then they also kind of like... baggy pants with belts. Baggy pants with belts or tight pants with belts, you know, just that, that whole scene. Yeah, it's the, the, when Hot Topic was first a thing, that's, that was kind of their favorite store. When, whenever anybody says the words Hot, hot Topic, mm-hmm. a distinct smell comes to my memory, and it's just gross. <laughs> I'm just, like, walking in and just, like, there must no. be a lot of leather in this store. Yeah, the smell <laughs> of plastic. Like, like yeah. you, know, you know the Hot Topic smell if you've been in it enough. You, you really do. <laughs> Uh, but Hot Topic was like one of the first like stores that would sell like old style Transformer shirts and stuff like that. So I was drawn into it just for the the cool like nostalgia like kind of t-shirts and stuff. So anyway, I would hang out with these guys and but I never like totally jumped into that style. I would a lot of the shirts that were offered at Hot Topic and stuff were black or dark blue or whatever. So I had a lot of that. Yeah. But I never fully committed. I never got the the belts on my pants or anything like that aside from around my waist. But uh, I remember walking into um, my math class in like 10th, you know, sophomore year, 10th grade. And uh, this one kid that was just like kind of universally disliked, like he he already had a, t- a hard row to hoe by just like having a uh, a disability. Like he, he Do had I know a this really, person? you might. Uh, did you Do know I- Arnie? Arnie. I can't. I can't remember his name for the life of me right now. His last name. I do not know an Arnie. He would like. He was a smart kid. Like, but he was just like kind of outcast because he was just like kind of weird. Uh, but he also had like a a really severe limp, so he he had to leave class early to you know get to his next class or whatever. On top of already being the weird kid, he was like really rude too. Yeah. Like he was very defensive, and I I mean probably rightfully so. There were a lot of just really mean kids in in school um so you know like even when you tried to be nice to him he his default was just like i'm defensive and i'm gonna try to knock you down before you can knock me down kind of style um so anyway walk into the class and he sees me and my two other friends walk in and they're of course dressed head to toe in their in their goth outfits or whatever and i'm wearing like a dark blue shirt and some blue jeans which probably wasn't the best choice uh from a fashion sense but that's what i was wearing and arnie says to me he goes wow it's good to see you in something other than black and then my my good friend is like oh my god arnie people like you need to be shot oh my gosh or or like people like you should be shot something like that something along those lines and yeah just like dude why are you and it was in defense of me he was like you know, uh, just basically saying like, why are you making such generalizations? Like, why do you have to like call this stuff out or whatever? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Arnie turned my friend into the principal, said he, he made a death threat against me, said he was going to shoot me. And everybody's like, no, he didn't. <laughs> but uh, regardless, he got suspended anyway. And I remember being so jealous that he got suspended because it was right after Paper Mario came out. <laughs> is this where this went? This Jeez. is where the story goes. <laughs> I was waiting for this payoff. Yeah, it is basically just like we both had this game and he got to he got farther in it before me because he didn't have to go to school for, you know, three to five days. Oh, God. And I would get home from school and I just, you know, like call him and talk to him and we'd talk about the game and I'd also like tell him what he missed in school or whatever and the outrage of, of me thinking like that's ridiculous that you got suspended for saying that, you know, someone need, someone should be shot or something like that. Ridiculous. In, 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 in hindsight, like I realized like, it's not a time to joke about that. Columbine wasn't that long ago, you know. And, you know, he was wearing baggy clothes. Maybe he was concealing a weapon. I, you know, okay. I mean, I know he wasn't, but, like, that's the, that's the world we were living in. Yeah, I think we're good, Xander. You don't want me to keep going on about this story? No, I thought it was no, funny. I don't, <laughs> don't want you to keep going on about it. All right, well, I'll fold my story. We can go right back into Paper Mario then. I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> I uh, do. It's uh, called the music. Uh, the music, or do you want the speed runs? Oh, yeah, speed runs. Okay. Well, then. <laughs> I mean, that's the greatest segue. Uh, yeah, totally. Totally great segue for me. So in this game. Because when someone says that you should be shot, you should run quickly away. And that's a speed run. You know, right? I didn't ask for another explanation of this. <laughs> it's not it's not the segue I voted for, but it's a segue I have, I guess. Um, so the speed run categories for this game. There are a lot of categories. There's um five different categories. No, sorry, seven different categories. Um there's any percent, which is your typical, 100%, which is your typical glitch list, which is pretty standard for most games. Um, but then there's all bosses, all cards, reverse all cards, and wow. any percent, no PW. Do you know what PW means? Password? No, Peach Warp. Oh. So there is a glitch in the game where during the level of... Um, the, the lava level, which is in chapter um, five, hot times, hot, hot times on Lava Lava Island, there is a glitch where you can re-trigger the end scene of that, of that level uh, where you're like being exploded out of the, the volcano top. Um, and it's called the Peach Warp. Uh, what that does is basically... Um, I'm just getting my notes together here. Um, so what happens is that the game triggers that end credit scene and it goes and it triggers to the next peach cutscene. Okay. Okay. But what happens is that at that end scene for that level, that trigger point is still there. It's just blocked by a boulder. And so if you go back into the level and you trigger that end scene it activates the next peach scene in the order. Oh. So you can potentially, so depending of, on... So instead of going through the next whole section, you just backtrack and, and skip it completely. Exactly. You're able to time it to where you can skip whole chapters 
because you're able to trigger the next peach scene. Huh. Um, and so there's a category specifically for that and specifically without that. Um, in the any percent category, which includes that glitch, the game can be beat in an hour and 39 minutes and 26 seconds. Wow. Because you still need to get to chapter five. Right. Um, but without it, if you're doing the no peach warp glitch, um, and they have it separated by N64, Wii Virtual Console, and even Wii U Virtual Console, because I, I don't know why. I thought they were pretty similar in um, specs. Um, but in the any percent no peach warp, and my, and my computer is now freaking out. Cool. Website's not loading. There we go. Uh, it takes two hours and nine minutes. Um, so it takes about what was that a 50 minute difference almost uh, 40 minute difference. Yeah. I'd say closer to 40. Um, Cause the other one was like an hour and 39 hour and 39. Yeah. So it's yeah. Almost a half an hour. But the, but like the other category that I want to talk about is the reverse all cards. Now, like there's some speed run categories that are just made. I feel like just because people love this game so much, they want to figure out other ways to just play it in yeah. weird, weird ways. Well, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there was one thing that was just found. Like, I mean, the game's 19 years old now, and I think it was found 15 years after it was released. There was like a, a smash game or like a smashing blocks game, and you're supposed to find peach faces. Mm-hmm. And by like tricking the boundaries or whatever, they found that there were like 10 to 15 Luigi characters underneath, like underneath that area. So that maybe they were Luigi's originally, but nobody knows what they were there for. So there's a dedicated group of Paper Mario fans out there doing crazy stuff like reverse card order. Yeah. And so in this game, you basically, you have to get the star rod from Bowser, reach the credits Mm -hmm. um, after you get every spirit card in reverse order from seven to one. So however they're able to glitch, they glitch to the chapter seven and then they play seven and then they, I think, glitch backwards. Yeah, <laughs> play weird. each chapter backwards and then play eight. I don't, I don't get it. But yeah. hey, it, it takes three hours and 43 minutes. So if it's slow enough, <laughs> have more fun. Why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the game is, is uh, honestly, it's a really fun speed one speed run to watch because there is a lot of out of bounds clipping. There's some weird stuff with when you replay that scene, like there's sprites that overlap sprites because it's already loaded and mm-hmm. so now they're loading another one. Um, but it's uh, it's a really fun game to watch speed run. I've seen it a few times live at like the AGDQ events and yeah. um, people streaming it online. Yeah. There's a, uh... There's one glitch that I saw that uh, like you, you go to talk to a certain character and they'll in the Japanese version is like you you shouldn't be able to be here yet. <laughs> yes, yeah. There's, so there's a wall and if you're able to go past it, um, there's like a checkpoint there in the game that it, like so like in most games they check against your inventory on things to see if you're able to get to a certain point. Yeah. And for some reason I don't remember why that one's coded like that, but there's a coding in that character where like if you go past that loading zone and not have the right stuff, then they like call you out on it. Yeah. They'll say like, Hey, you shouldn't be here. Uh, this is a, this is a bug. Please contact Nintendo. Whereas the uh, American version just soft locks the game. Yep. Yep. You just get shut down. <laughs> well, it seems like you've done a fair amount of research on, uh, on paper Mario. Like, you know, quite a bit. So I want to talk to you about another character in the game. Uh-huh. Do you remember Chuck Quizmo? Um, is, is that a, uh, messaging service for teens? 
No, he was a character who would uh, who would give you star pieces if you could get uh, get trivia questions correct. Oh yeah, Chuck you could talk to him, Quizmo. and he would say, "Co is Chuck Quizmo's the name, and quizzes are my game. You want quizzes? I got them. If you manage to answer my brain busting questions correctly, then yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> he probably is more excited in his yahoos because my my voice like just wouldn't get that high. Yes, so. <laughs> If you uh, want to try a quiz, I'll give you a star, qu- uh, star piece. So do you want to try to get a star piece here? Because I got a quiz for you. Uh, there's, what, 64 questions? Yeah. You're going to answer, ask me all of them or no? Y- are you ready? I don't want all of them, but I'll okay, take a few. Okay, fine. I'll, uh, I'll ask you five questions. Okay. Pick a number one through 64. Uh, 14. 14. Good question. How many coins are needed to buy a mushroom in the shop in Koopa Village? Two, four, uh, or eight? I'm going to go with two. Incorrect. Womp womp. Is it four? It's four coins. Dang. Uh, let's go with 39. 39. Oh, so fine. 39. Who was the second companion to join your team? Is it Bomet, Cooper, or Paracary? Cooper. Correct. Here's a star piece. Pick another number. Let's go with 63. 63. 63 and a third. What is the name of the star kid who is always with Princess Peach? Is it Gleam, Twink, or Clo? Uh, Twink? Correct, Amundo. Here's another star piece. Yes. Two more questions. Uh, one. One. You're going to make me scroll all the way back up, you turd. Uh, I'm going to make you do next time. <laughs> what is the name of Goombario's younger sister? Goombet, Goombalina, or Goombaria? Oh, uh, Goombalina? Goombalina is incorrect. It's Goombaria. Goombaria. Yeah. Which is playing Like Mario and Maria. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> um, last one. I'm going to let you pick. You're going to let me pick? Yeah. I'm going to go with 35. But for some reason, I was in the 50s. 35. Other than lemons, what fruit drops when you hit a tree in the desert oasis? A coconut, an apple, or a lime? Lime. Correct. You got three star pieces, I think. What do I? Re- what can I redeem my star pieces for? Uh, punches in the nose. Perfect. Just what I wanted. <laughs> you got anything else on Paper Mario before we jump to the music? Um, I recommend it. I think people should play it. It's a cute, classic mario game and you get to see where the beginning of the paper mario series started um, absolutely if you've got different. uh if if you've got younger folks in your life that you want to introduce to a role-playing game this is a great start yeah it's very simple but a lot of fun especially if they've already been playing mario because it's characters they know exactly all right well let's take a quick break listen to a word from one of our partners and then we'll come back with the music Imagine being stuck in a room for days, far from your friends and family while feeling sick and scared. Now, imagine being in that same room but having access to online gaming, virtual reality, 3D printing, Lego robotics, and the ability to create your own Twitch channel. At CS Mott Children's Hospital, we use video game technology to improve our patients' lives and help them reach their therapeutic goals. But we can't do it without your help. Every device and interaction provided to our patients is paid for by the thoughtful donations of gamers like you. If you want to help, then go to tiltify.com slash mottchildren. That's T-I-L-T-I-F-Y dot com slash M-O-T-T children. 
There, you can make a one-time donation or, if you're a content creator, learn how to stream for Mott. So if you want to help other gamers like you, please visit Tiltify.com slash children and play for the little victors. So the music in the Paper Mario series is uh, composed by Yuka Tsujigoko. Uh, I am not familiar with her work other than the Paper Mario series. Looks like she's also worked on Fire Emblem. Ooh, and Tetris Attack. I like Tetris Attack. But yeah, it looks like primarily Paper Mario and Fire Emblem. How do you feel about that? Lots of Fire Emblem. I like Lots it. And Super Smash Bros. Um, Ultimate. Well, that's the... Uh, I guess she did do some, some arranging. Yeah, but I mean, it's mostly just the Fire Emblem songs that she composed going into those games. Yeah. Uh, we'll have more issues or more instances of uh, someone writing a song that's just been adapted for a video game coming up a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we'll start with uh, one of my picks. I chose the Koopa Village theme, uh, which obviously plays in Koopa Village. <laughs> songs while while simple in composition are really unique in this game mm-hmm. they do a really good mix of of instruments and styles yeah that's and it's all very uh kitty if you will it's very like what you would whimsical. imagine if a storybook came to life whimsy full of whimsy speaking of whimsy we have uh, your next pick of uh ghost gulping ghost gulping some 1920s uh, gangster games i know right isn't it great like, then it, I love then it that just turns hat. into like a haunted carnival ride <laughs> yeah that hi-hat in the beginning is just like great and the offbeatness of, of the song like I, I feel like i know the rhythm of it and then when i go to like sing it back i, I already messed it up mm-hmm. um and then yeah and it goes into that like spooky jazz music which yeah. i really enjoy i should uh, start a band where all we play are spooky jazz are you in will you be my drummer or bass player sure i can do that 
do I need to have any skill in playing an instrument? Uh, no, but you just have to dress yourself spooky. I can do that. Okay. I'll go to Hot Topic. Good. I might smell a little bit like plastic, though. Well, then you're out. Oh, okay. Uh, so the next song I chose is uh, Raphael the Raven. It has a little bit of an intro to it, but once it gets going, it's, it's uh, I mean, the whole song's good, but once it gets going, it's really good. So here's Raphael the Raven. So, some of the, yeah, some of these songs have these weird openings, and it's a completely different style of whatever the opening was. Right. Um, and then you've got like, was it like a pan flute sound effect in the beginning? It sounded and like it, yeah. It and then the weird like, ooh, ooh, like it sounded like the uh, swamps. Yeah. <laughs> um, they do a weird mix of like sound effects from characters in some of the songs too. Yeah. Well, speaking of songs that have uh, kind of weird intros that go into a somewhat different song. We're going to go to your other pick of Gusty Gulch Adventure. classical guitar 
sound of yes, that song. that Spanish guitar and the flamenco sound. Yes, and then the uh, I I don't know one of my favorite instruments as a kid to play, and I'm sure you can agree with me when you're a kid and like trying out all sorts of weird percussion instruments, the football shaped hollow wooden thing with like the ridges, and you just take a drumstick and you just run it oh, up and yeah. down it. Uh, I forgot what that's called, but I love that that simple instrument in, in songs like those because it adds a completely different level to the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I can't think of the name of that thing either. But but uh, and then that and the, like the the clappers, um, and then the fact that it sounds like there's an accordion in there, like a little bit. Yeah, it's so great. I don't. The music is so good in this game. I forgot how good it was and different it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's there's also a lot of uh, remixes or rearrangements of classical Mario songs. I almost chose the, uh, uh, it's called like Go Faster Bill Blaster or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. Which that is just weird. the, uh, yeah, it's just the the Mario Brothers 3 ship theme just redone. Yep. And then thought, like, let's explore new music. <laughs> they've got like Mario on vinyl, which is the classic Mario song. Uh, it sounds like it's playing off a vinyl record. Mm-hmm. So like it skips a little bit or like speeds up and there's a crackle, fake crackle <laughs> that they added to it. Yeah. Um, and then other songs I wanted to just mention are the sun, which is a really good one. And then Mario and Peach's theme is just a really cute theme. Yeah. But uh, you have anything else? Any last thoughts on uh, Paper Mario that we haven't already touched on? I mean, it makes me want to go back and play it, but like the problem I have with N64 games is I don't want to touch an N64 game <laughs> ever. So, so to be able to play the games without using that is just a little bit more difficult right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would really like to go back and play this game. Me too. Especially with Thousand Year Door is another one I want to play again. Yes, that's a really, really good one as well. All the Mario games too, these Paper Mario games, have really interesting speed runs as well. So if you find yourself falling down a rabbit hole of speed runs, these are good ones to watch. Yep. Well, let's, uh, let's jump over to our Retro Relapse for this week. Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Relapse. So we were going to record this episode. You asked me what I wanted to do for Retro Relapse. Yep, and then I you s- asked me what I wanted to do for Retro Relapse. Yeah, I said it's your choice. And then um, after a few hours of nobody saying anything, we got a classic glitch. <laughs> he was very irritated with us, and he chose he a game for us. I, I didn't want to pick, so I asked you. And then obviously you didn't want to pick either. Well, I was like, uh, you asked me around dinner time. I'm like trying to cook dinner for my for my wife and daughter. I'm like, I, I can't think about this right now. Like, why don't you just choose something? And then uh, the glitch came in. Of, and I couldn't and think of one to play. I, I don't want to say glitch came in and helped us out, but he definitely gave us a game to play. He definitely gave us a game. Now, side note, this game has two different versions on the Switch. I didn't know that, so I only played one version of it, and you played the other. Yeah, so... Uh, the glitch recommended Star Soldier, which was uh, released by Hudson Soft uh, in June of 1986 for the NES, um, and it's a uh, it's a shoot 'em up, so it's a, a vertical scrolling shooter, um, and yeah, it's on the it's on the NES uh, or rather on the the Switch NES uh, compilation, and it's one of those games that has the the special version. And the special version throws you right to stage eight and uh, just kind of says good luck. 
but if you if you press down one more time as you're going through that list, directly underneath Star Soldier Special is just regular Star Soldier. Nah, I don't believe you. I'm just uh, I'm very focused on the first one I see. <laughs> yeah, don't care I don't care about any others. Look, I did the same thing. I played that first and I, and I was playing. I didn't realize that it was anything special. And uh, I, by the time I died the first time, I, was, I looked up and I said, wow, I'm already on stage eight. These stages are really short. Wait, <laughs> wait. Special wait version that's, just... when, that's when you realize it was special. You didn't realize it was special when it just immediately started when you played the game. <laughs> well, I mean, I just thought, oh, well, it's just throwing me in. Maybe it's like an old NES game. I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> I mean, I, I was confused because I, I restarted it a few times thinking, like, why isn't it letting me go to, like, the start screen? Like, what, what is happening to this game? And it turned out I just played the wrong version. Uh, and normally I'm into vertical scrollers. This one, it did this weird thing where the power-ups were, like, super small, and you had to, like, find them on the map to, to blow up a, th- a thing that had, had, like, a P on it. And that's how you knew you could get the power-up. But um, it's also, like, a you don't know when you're going to crash into something because get, there's no depth. Yeah. There's no depth to it. So like you, it looks like you're just going to crash into a wall and you got to try to figure out, but then eventually you realize you're going underneath the things. And as soon as you're underneath something, you can't shoot anymore. Oh, is that what's happening? Yes. Oh, I thought I was getting hurt. And then like, uh, yeah, I, I had no sense of hit detection. Um, power-ups looked like bullets and, yeah the you blended in with the background way too often yes well once you went once you went under something you were just gone yes and you had and you also couldn't get hit which was nice but like it made it made for the really difficult uh gameplay and i was not a fan no my i didn't like how the the powers just kept changing um indiscriminately like you can't tell the difference between what you're getting and what you're going to yeah and there are some enemies that are uh they have armor on them and they make a sound where it's like oh my weapon's not doing anything but if you just keep shooting them they'll eventually blow up like yeah i did not like that either it's poor sound design it's poor everything i really i was i did not like this game at all when what year was it released 86 so that's immediately when the system came out was yeah, this an so arcade game too? Um, so it looks like it was for the MSX, the Famicom, Game Boy Advance, iOS. I mean, yeah. there's there's a bunch in the Star Soldier series, so I'm assuming it's not it gets an arcade better. game. So, so it, I think this is just one of those things where it was like poor execution on an early release game. Yeah, because it's got it's got a lot going for it. Like, I think it's pretty interesting of a game, and I like shoot 'em ups, but. Again, it just had enough extra features, I think, that they were trying to push into it that mm-hmm. just completely confused me. Yeah, I uh, I didn't enjoy it. So I, I, once I noticed that there was a non-special version, I tried playing that. And then when I thought, oh, maybe playing from the beginning will be different. And no, it wasn't any better. Oh, well, that's good to know. I'm glad I didn't waste my time doing that. Yeah, so uh, on the 8-bit scale, this one's a real stinker for me. I'm going to give it a 2 uh, I'm gonna give it a two as well, just because I like shoot 'em's shoot 'em's ups. Shoot 'em's shoot ups. Shoot 'em's ups. Shoot 'em's ups. And uh, you should, everybody should at least just try it once and then never play it again. Uh, yeah, I, that that's the only that's the only redeeming quality is that it's a shoot 'em up, and that maybe you can you can eventually get used to it and get good. It's a what? But, uh, it's a shoot 'em's ups. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's be done with that. Let's jump into our uh, our stage theme bracket. We're final at the end of round one. A lot of people in the Discord uh, have been very excited about this. So there's uh, lots of drama going on in the in this bracket. I think um, a lot of upsets that frankly feel like cheating. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna say who, uh, <laughs> but um, just want to say that uh, I I will petition for an asterisk next to this bracket. Uh, in the bracket hall of fame because they because they feel it feels like a cheat i mean i I mean we'll get into it we'll get into it as as this as it wraps up but my lawyer won't let me get into the things right now (laughs) as i'm currently through litigation but uh you maybe in the future i can uh reveal those facts fair enough well let's uh let's go with our our first matchup today uh which is Donkey Kong Country Forest Frenzy. This was composed by David Wise. so many layers to this song at any given moment you can what's that trident layers sure it's a gum it was a bad joke anyways continue with your assessment no it's completely derailed and i lost what i was gonna say so (laughs) oh now you know how it feels how what feels being completely derailed and not knowing what to say look terrible segues (laughs) look i am the the king of being derailed on this show okay Please go true. back and listen to 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 make kids and tell me I I don't know what it feels like to be derailed. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Continue. <laughs> I can't. I've been derailed. <laughs> so many layers of this song. I just love all the beeps and the boops. Is that what you're gonna say? Oh, are you my wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go to the next song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, the next song, and I got a little bit. I got a little bit of information on this one. Uh, we're going to play it first, uh, and then we'll, then I'll get into it. This is a uh, Tetris A type music from, uh, from the original Game Boy version of the said game, which is Tetris.
there's not much I mean there's actually a ton of stuff to say but there's not much to say about this song everybody I feel like knows this one you, you can say Tetris and people just immediately start uh, humming this song but what do you know about this song Chops? Uh, I know that when I would play Tetris and hear this song um, I would annoy everybody around me by like slapping my legs to like the off beats of the song because it was so much fun and then just singing it loudly I really really enjoy the song and did you notice that I didn't give this game a composer? Uh, no, I didn't notice. I, that. I didn't uh, because this is actually uh, this. It's a uh, Russian oh, folk song. Oh, that's it! Yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember this now. Go ahead, yeah. though. Uh, it's uh, it's called, and you have to forgive my pronunciation as I try to give it a. a I will not forgive you. Uh, give it the accurate Russian pronunciation is a uh, Korobinica, which is. Uh, uh, I had it right here. Now I've completely lost it. It's the uh, nope. It's a Russian poem by Nikolai Nekrasov. Uh, it's the story of a of a peddler and a girl describing uh, haggling over goods and as a metaphor for courtship. Uh, so this was uh, originally in a magazine in 1861, and the, the increasing tempo. Yes. How was the song in a magazine? Like the sheet music? Oh no, sorry. So the song, the poem. Okay. was yes the poem and then the song goes from there uh and it's increasing tempo and associated dance style led it to quickly becoming a popular russian folk song did you also know that there are a ton of lyrics to this song really yes i don't know if it necessarily goes the, the english translation probably doesn't go to the tune very well but uh the first verse anyway is oh my crate is so full i've got calico and brocade take pity oh sweetie of this lad's shoulder and it's basically it just goes on about the different uh things that they carry and running into the the girl and their courtship and all that is he saying calico like as in cats he's got a bunch of cats uh calico is a plain woven textile made from unbleached and often not fully processed cotton oh okay never mind then and uh brocade i might be pronouncing that incorrectly is a brocade brocade is a class of richly decorative shuttle woven fabrics often made in colored silks and with or without gold and silver threads ah so textiles he was carrying yes carrying many things because they were peddlers what better way to win love over somebody than with clothing yes so outside of russia korobinike is widely known as the tetris theme that's sad <laughs> like i feel bad for the russian culture because it just got got hammered down just co-opted like oh this is our song now <laughs> yeah, right 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 no this is the song of my childhood of playing video games all the day all, all day I'm not, I'm not a peddler or anything i don't care about the beanie there's no rich history of this song this song came out in 1989 <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's the bracket. <laughs> That's the bracket for this week. Uh, if you want to chime in on this, tell us what you think is the better stage theme. Uh, you can go to Facebook and vote there. Uh, you can go to Twitter and vote there. You can go to Discord and vote there. Or if you are a patron of uh, Gamezilla Media for one dollar or more, you get to uh, get a, a fourth vote there. So you can vote up to four times if you're willing to pay. I will say, vote with what song is better, not which game you like more. Right, and then it'll invariably, and then I've been saying this since the very first <laughs> break, and it always turns into a popularity contest. Like, oh, I like this one better. But yeah. uh, I think they're both great songs. I'm going to have a hard time choosing on this one, to be honest with you. I will not. I already made my choice. 
Fair enough. Well, why don't you tell us uh, about a choice that our listeners can make when it comes to becoming a patron of GameZilla Media? Well, if you are a generous fan, and by generous, I don't mean like throwing barrels of money at us, um, but if you're generous in the fact that you're able to give a dollar or even $5 a month to our Patreon, um, you have a lot of extra content that's available to you. So at the dollar level, you get our free, sh- or I won't say free, but you get a show called State of the Zilla, which is basically a whatever, whatever we want to talk about with whoever's going to join us episode, um, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. Most recently that I was on there, we talked about the toys of our childhood with Craig WK and LPJ. Um, but if you're going to the $5 level, you're going to get extra shows specifically tailored to the many podcasts that we have on the network. So right now, because of the current situation with the world, we do have Noisley and Arcade on hiatus at the time being. But if you are a $5 patron member, you get our extra Game Shark episode. You get the extra uh, Muster Bust, I think it is, for GameZilla's podcast. You also get the after credits scene. Is that what it is? For, after credits, uh, post credits. Yeah, post credits for the Last Action podcast. And then you get behind the DM screen for the Noobs and Dragons podcast. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of lot of extra content. And if you, when you join it at $5 level, you, you get, get all, like, of it. all of them. <laughs> all those episodes that we've already done. So you have a lot of listening ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're, if you're considering supporting us while we're going through this, uh, while we're creating this content, then please do go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. And there you can sign up for the dollar or uh, the $5 level. You sure can. That's uh, that's all I got. I don't have any, any more pages to turn. I don't have any more paper cuts or machets. Or, Are you trying to force a pun now? I'm really trying to, yeah. Well, well, you're 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 going real paper thin with those puns. Oh, e, a. Sorry, I had to provide my own excitement for that because I didn't know you were not going to. Yep. Nope. That's uh, time to put this episode in the shredder. Thanks so uh, much for. Yeah. Uh, there you go. There you go. Yay! 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 <laughs> Let's just let's just be done. Okay. We'll see you. Off. We'll see you next time. When, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.